Apple coming with the quiet announcement, a little one more thing. They didn't, I guess for whatever reason, they didn't feel comfortable plugging this into the last event that they did. They saved it. They wanted to save up. I think Apple with the mastery of the social medias, the mastery of the marketing, they're trying to extend their name in our mouths. You see? So we got to keep talking about them. Yeah. As the holiday approaches, they stagger it out. They're sitting there in the war room. You've been talking a lot about a calendar recently. You think Apple's got a calendar? They have calendars within the calendar. Yeah. Oh, that's deep. Calendars within the calendars. And they got it all mapped out, and, and it works. And that's the bottom line. We got these new AirPods Max. Some had assumed they would be called the Studio. However, they went with Max along the lines of the new phones. The high-end phone is the Max. I don't know how you... I mean, they already have Pro. They have AirPods Pro. It's very bizarre. AirPods. When, what do you think of the name? Yeah, AirPods. it's very strange, right? Yeah. So the little AirPods you had, and then you had the AirPods Pro, and now you have the AirPods Max. But on phones, you don't get Max until you go Pro. So why are these not Pro? Max. <laughs> you see how ridiculous it gets? They probably should have just gone with Studio, but I get it. They want to keep the whole thing cohesive. So what do we have here? We obviously have a very nice-looking pair of headphones. But people got all stressed out on social media because of the price tag. 550 US dollars for a pair of headphones. Got the entire conversation started about PlayStation 5 versus AirPods Max. What are you going to spend your 500 on? Sheesh, that's an expensive set of headphones. But Apple is Apple, and Apple has been Apple. And I can't say I'm all that surprised. They offer cheaper headphone products, and they're going to sit there and say, are you a true fan? That's what they're going to ask you sitting at home with your iPhone. Huh. And your MacBook and your Mac Mini and your iPad. They're gonna say, Are you a true fan? Because if so, how about you go find that 550? Yeah, this is the test here. And I don't think it's gonna be a test at all because I think people are gonna find a way to scrounge up 550. And I'll tell you why. Because all these products are expensive. It they is, already yeah. had to carve out to afford half this stuff to get this iPhone and all the rest of it. Now, what does this mean? These obviously have some special features. I tested recently on the AirPods Pro, the spatial audio, exclusive to the Apple products. I think it's a major differentiating factor when you go out and you're looking for an ultra premium set of headphones. Now, is it so good you should spend 550? No, absolutely not. But will you have a fun feeling as a customer when you sit there and you have this experience that you know your pals are not having by not having not being a part of the ecosystem. Yeah, you might get a little you might get a little buzz out of that. I can't speak for you. You also might be crazy cuz your 550 could have done a lot more for you. Could have got you that PlayStation 5. And there's plenty of amazing headphones at $250. Yes. Less than half the price and I'm talking amazing. And I don't even have to go there. I could be at 100 and find you a nice set. Mm. But they're not going to be this. They're not going to be Apple specific, and they're not going to have that H1 chip so that everything meshes and connects really nicely. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, Apple in the press release, they come out and act like they invented all this stuff as you would do because you're Apple. They act like they basically invented noise cancellation. It's like, man, we've seen this. They act like they invented 
microphones on the outside of the earphone, on, on the outside of the headphone, and on the inside to cancel out the ex external noise. And that's what makes people upset that are not part of the Apple family. They get upset when, when Apple acts like it didn't exist previously mm -hmm. in the marketing materials. But it's marketing materials. You will do the same. Adaptive EQ, active noise cancellation, and what they're calling computational audio. Which, if we've seen what can be achieved in computational photography, there's a lot of upside there. When your headphones have a chip inside that's constantly analyzing your ears, the surroundings, and all the rest of it. It, mm -hmm. could, it could be a big deal. They could be great. But I can't get rid of that $550 price tag for you. I right. can't do that for you. Yeah. I can just, uh, I have to analyze them for what they are. They're a product that exists in the universe. Now, I got to go look at it. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to tell you something right now, Will. I got 550 Yeah. How can I relate? I got 550 Not I everyone does. I try to relate. Yeah. The reason I get upset, the reason I'm animated right now is because I try to relate. Uh I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm going to make a video. I have a unique position in which I can buy this stuff, say I'm going to make a video, and justify it in that way. Mm -hmm. It's in the same frame that I've spoken previously on this show about how it's kind of an odd position to try to reflect on the average buyer when that's not who we are. Yeah. And I'm talking everybody in the game. Uh -huh. We get this stuff. Whether they send it or we buy it, we get it. Mm -hmm. And it's not such a big deal because we also get to make a video and justify it. Mm -hmm. So we got to do a little extra work ourselves to try to reflect on the cost for the average person. And I'm gonna, I don't even need to try these headphones to just straight up say for the average pers person on the monthly paycheck, it ain't going to be worth it mm. to the average person. It's going to be a fun little luxury for some people that appreciate those little that that little bit of novelty mm -hmm. but it's not going to pay off the average person is going to get a much better cost of performance ratio elsewhere i know it and i didn't even try the product it's yeah. just the way it goes it's a fine little bit of extra nuance that's what you're paying for and a fine little bit of extra cohesiveness interacting with your various products if you're already in the apple ecosystem if you're inside the ecosystem well you're going to get that fast switching from the computer to the iPad to the phone. You're going to feel special when the thing pops up because of the H1 chip. One thing that didn't show up in these headphones is the patent that we recently covered that was going to allow it to be placed on your head in either direction. No left-right channel. Oh, right. I yeah. see the left-right stitched on the inside of the textile on the inside of the ear cup. So you do need to put the left one on and the right one on. It's coming in a bunch of colors. I ordered one of each for the upcoming video. See, I'm telling you, it's not real life. For me, I ordered one of each for the upcoming video. Space gray, silver, sky blue, green, and pink. And uh, we'll see when they arrive on the 15th or 16th. Apple's strategy here, uh, they know this is a super fan product for the time being. And I think that's why it didn't unveil as well during the main event. But instead, it's more of a quiet one that the super fans can go chat and yell about. And I already saw all these pre-orders coming through on Twitter. Mm. I saw people posting their pre-orders with their sky blue or their the Easter green type of color going on over there. 
Definitely Space, uh, what's that? a Go comparison ahead. video. What's that? Definitely a comparison For video. the colors? No, for the other uh, headphones based on the price. and Oh, against the Sonys or something like yeah. this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah or like I a mean, Bose. Dude, it's five fifty. If these things it won't compare price wise, I guess quality. If these things features. were three ninety nine, we could have these type of showdowns. But right. at five fifty, I can just tell you for dude, you know what the average sale price of a smartphone is in a place like India? They look at a five fifty pair of headphones. Like it's just so luxury at that at that point. I mean, we just gotta be honest with it. It's very luxury. And, and I understand why that's upsetting for some people. They want to partake, and they see that price tag, and they're like, geez, Louise. But they don't get this, though. The, uh... I apologize. I was getting fired up The there. mask. Yeah. I apologize. I was getting fired up. There's, yeah. The there's headphone mask. The, 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 the way to lighten the mood. You know? Because this, uh, the case is funny. It's like a little purse for your headphones. Mm -hmm. It's a funny case that you put it in. Uh, they do not wireless charge, which I would have liked to see. It charges... Also, not over USB Type-C, which I would have liked to see. It's still going to be a lightning connector, unfortunately, to USB. Yes, you can use them plugged in. So you can use a mini jack cable. However, you will buy that separately for $40. Do you have to? Mini jack to lightning. Oh, yeah? Oh. I don't know. I added it to my cart. I, I don't know if it's going to be in the package. I added it to my cart. $40 Canadian? For the purpose of the video. $45 Canadian. Oh, for rough. A lightning to mini jack cable. There's a gyroscope accelerometer, a lot of uh, funky stuff built in there in order to account for that spatial audio. There's also on the computational audio side, adaptive EQ, which adjusts again to the environment and a switch so that you can turn on transparency mode, which is one of my favorite features on headphones. Apple did not invent it. It's been around for a while. I have many videos on the channel featuring headphones that allow for transparency, which is a lovely feature, letting you hear your surroundings if you need to, or turning on noise canceling when you need to drown out the surroundings. It's a nice looking headphone. It has a Apple Watch inspired digital crowd with a kind of strange placement for audio adjustment to turn up the volume, turn up or down the volume. It's uh, kind of on the upper side of the, ear, of the ear cup. You don't normally see it there. That'll be interesting to test out, see if it's any good. The headband is mesh. There's 40 millimeter drivers, should be decent for some low end, fairly big speaker unit, 20 hours of battery life with noise cancellation enabled, according to Apple. Uh, it's going to be a very divisive pro uh, product, Will. I yeah. really feel this, is, this one's going to divide the community mm -hmm. because you got those of us like us who are really deeply entrenched in the community who just look at it and aren't surprised and are like, it's another Apple product. Yeah, it's 550 yeah, so what? Let's make a video. And then there's going to be the general public, non-Apple fans, that are, that are going to use this as an example of the fandom and how people are willing to pay these extravagant prices for Apple products. They will use this as the example. So mm -hmm. it's going to be divisive, but this is Apple. This is what they do, right? They build up an ecosystem. They, they take care of a, a particular fan base and then they launch products that make that fan base feel exclusive. Yeah. And they wouldn't feel as exclusive if the price tag didn't, it's a status symbol. We gotta be honest at this point, you rock this thing, people are gonna know you paid 550 for it. And, and, and 
there's not a lot of headphones that are going to be capable of doing that. It was Beats at one point, and that's one other area of the conversation which is interesting. Apple buys Beats, then puts out their own over-ear headphones. Now, who's going to buy the Beats stuff? There's no status there. In fact, they're killing the status of Beats by dropping the price of it, elevating. They're, they're leapfrogging. They're using Beats as a stool. Yes. To bring status to the Max, to bring status to the AirPods brand. Look, I'm fired up. We shoot earlier in the morning. I got the coffee on the table. What can I say? It's rapid fire. Things are expensive in 2020. People are in search of novelty. They want to order something up that makes them feel special. And that's what this product is. It's not going to be for everyone. It's not going to be for most people. Let's just get that out of the way straight away. And if you want to be mad, you want to be mad at it, you go ahead and be mad. You I go agree. ahead and be mad. Yep. That's the AirPods Max. AirPods in a bigger form factor for the first time. They are good looking. You got to admit that. They didn't slap a giant Apple logo on it. Yeah, I was just going to say no logo. Very simple, very futuristic look to it. You got to give them that, Will. Yep, I'll give them that. Speaking of Apple, uh, on a more positive note, price-wise, and a way better way to spend your money, that new M1 MacBook Air is for real. And... Tests are starting to come in showcasing the fact that even without a fan, even with a wedge-shaped design, even with a super lightweight 2.8 pounds, this thing is not thermal throttling hardly at all. Hmm. The uh, ability for this M1 chip to perform at a sustained rate on uh, video exports and, well, all kinds of computational tasks, this thing is for real. Yeah. And it's for real at a price that's actually reasonable inside of an Apple product. So starting at $9.99, Will. And again, also, some of these tests that I'm seeing, not a huge difference between the 8-core, 7-core on the GPU. Hmm. People are saying, just go out and get the absolute base model Air. Don't even think about the Pro. Hmm. You're not going to need anything else. Hmm. A real solid value. Think about this for a second. M1, full-out laptop, awesome performance, $9.99. The Max headphones, $5.49. Yeah. Think about that for a second. All they do is play audio. Well, I mean, they do these fancy... But you see where I'm going here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the opposite coming from Apple. They're over-delivering, in my estimation. And uh, the really one of the only advantages that the Pro model gets is a slightly better battery, bigger battery. It's 0.2 pounds heavier, and so slightly better battery life. If battery life is very important to you, you may want to go for the Pro model. Uh, but it's again, it's relatively insignificant between the two. We have the Cinebench numbers, Air versus Pro for the 13-inch models, and they're bang on. They're almost identical. Wow. Again, starting at $999. Uh, battery runtime, on the other hand, the Pro for a web surfing test put together 1,223 minutes, and uh, the Air put together uh, 960 minutes. So there is... They're fairly close. There is a little bit of an advantage to the Pro, yeah. but it's pretty good battery life on both of them. And once again, we're going to talk about the cost saving. The mm -hmm. Air, you're going to step into it for $999. you got to spend 300 more to get the baseline Pro. I, I will put the money in my pocket if uh, if I was in the market here. Yeah. And save up for those uh, AirPods. Save now. up for... Oh, my God. Uh, it's just really amazing to see what they were able to do without a fan. Yeah. 
this these figures get even crazier when you try to stack up the new air versus the old air, which throttled like crazy. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, man, this silicon stuff is for real. But anyway, some cool tests coming through and uh, more evidence that the M1 stuff is for real and you don't need the extra. Oh, another thing, you probably don't need the extra RAM. Uh, a lot of this early testing is showcasing that with this RAM swap situation that's going on, eight gigs is actually behaving more like 16 gigs on a previous platform. Do you tell me that the SSD is kind of like um, duplicating itself as RAM? It's, it's yeah, it's being, they're, they're swapping out right. the, the processes to the SSD from the actual unified RAM, they're calling it. Hmm. And this is allowing a lower RAM target, lower RAM figure to behave like a better performer. And so this was interesting when you saw the products and you, you with the 16 gig option, you were having to order it, custom order it, basically. Yeah. It wasn't being stocked. It's like, wait a second, on, maybe on the Air, but on the Pro, you don't even have a, a model that's being stocked at the stores or can, I can order quickly with 16 gigs of RAM. Why? Well, this is why. All, all the testing that I'm seeing coming out uh, on YouTube, all the testing I'm seeing coming out on the various publications, most people and their tasks aren't going to need it. Mm-hmm. So again, mm-hmm. just step into the baseline MacBook Air and call it a day and hold on to your cash. Complete opposite of the headphone situation. Mm. All right, last one relating to Apple. Uh, Peloton, the fitness company with the bike and all the rest of it. You remember during the event, we were like, wait, what's going to happen to Peloton? Because the Apple was talking about their new fitness program, fitness yeah. product that they were launching. And so we were curious, like, is this good for Peloton, bad for Peloton? Does it make people start thinking about smart home fitness and maybe, uh, what is it, all ships rise with the tide type of situation? Uh, that's a possibility. Well, however, today, I guess, what is this, uh, December the 8th, this article, uh, Peloton actually falls a little bit in the stock market as Apple puts a date on its Fitness Plus product, which is going to launch December 14th, coming very soon. And so, obviously, some investors believe that this is going to have some kind of impact on the Peloton company and people's willingness to try out those products, seeing as how they probably already own all these Apple products. Uh, the digital fitness subscription service is going to be available for $9.99 per month. Once again, it's called Fitness Plus. However, there's all those bundles that Apple was offering up to include the cloud storage and the TV Plus and music. Music and and you can basically you know you get it all bundled together and the cost per thing goes down. The the other way that you can get the cost down is by paying for a year. If you do a year of the fitness service, it's seventy nine dollars, seventy nine ninety nine per year. Users can watch workout videos on iPhones, iPads, or Apple TVs and sync exercise metrics from Apple Watches. Peloton, on the other hand, a subscription costs twelve dollars and ninety nine cents per month. And uh, that's for classes that don't require the bike. So that would be the most comparable product that Pelton has. It's looking kind of expensive next to Apple's 80 bucks per year or within their bundle if the service itself is comparable. We'll see what happens. Maybe Pelton slashes a couple bucks off the monthly price, comes to compete, free market stuff. We'll see what, what happens. Samsung will be ditching the power adapter following along following apple's lead here we you you had to know it was coming the rumors emerged immediately after uh, apple made the decision 
that Samsung would do the same. And now we have evidence that they're going to do the same actually fairly quickly and uh, likely for this S21 model, their next flagship model. We have uh, a report from Brazilian website Technoblog that the Galaxy S21, S21 Plus, and S21 Ultra have all been approved by Anatel in Brazil, which is their equivalent of the FCC. So it comes in there for approval prior to hitting the market. And the devices and their code names have been revealed, as well as documentation relating to what comes in the box. And uh, all three new Galaxy S21 models will not have a charger in the box and will not have headphones in the box either, mm. according to this filing. Now, hey, 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 could be that you have uh, a difference depending on where the product is being shipped and maybe the inclusions will be different. However, we covered Brazil recently. Yeah, weren't they the ones that uh, wanted a charger? They're the ones hassling iPhone? Apple about the lack of evidence around the environmental significance of not including a charger. So it's kind of funny that this report coming out of Brazil as well, leading up to Samsung doing the same and possibly being met with the same criticism from the local government. Mm. So anyway, if you had your fingers crossed, it's funny because Samsung did make fun of Apple for having done this. But I have to admit, Will, I am not surprised at all that, yeah. I mean, we saw it happen with the headphone jack. We're just going to see it happen with the power brick. This is just the way things are going to go. There's not much you can do about it. Yeah. But uh, it may be an opportunity for those companies that are have a less significant share of the market than Samsung on the Android side to make a bigger deal about their power, power bricks. Companies like OnePlus and Oppo. and yeah. There and could be an opportunity in here. And other brands that's concentrated on chargers. Of course, Anchor always has yeah. an opportunity here to, to sell more. But but we do remain uh, in, in question as far as the environmental component is concerned. Because, like we said, you buy a separate charger, you buy some separate packaging. Uh, as long as charging technology continues to improve, we're always going to want the faster charger, at least the tech fans. Mm -hmm. And... We don't want that to stagnate, so presumably we're always buying this separate charger. And did we really solve very much with the shipping? People right. in our community, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Uh, some Pixel news: we have some Pixel Five features rolling out to older Pixels, Pixel Fours, and things like this. And people had wondered if some of those software features were going to reach those older models, including one of your favorite features, Hold for Me. Mm -hmm. Which is when 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 you're on a phone and someone puts you on hold. Yeah, it's this feature that lets the assistant remain on hold yeah. instead of you. I'll put you on hold. Yeah, you put. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Take that. Not only will I put you on hold, but I'll put you on hold with my assistant. <laughs> yeah. You see how cool that is? So that's rolling out to the older pixels, uh, all the way back to the Pixel Three or newer. And this is the beauty of being in the Pixel side of things, is. You're going to catch those updates and those new features first, even if you're on an older Pixel, if you're in inside of Pixel land. Cool. Uh, what else are you going to get? You are going to get the battery saving feature, Extreme Battery Saver, which limits certain apps and only runs the essential features to stop unnecessary power drain. So Pixel 5 feature that was going to roll out on the uh, older Pixels as well. You're going to get a boost for the video call app Duo to its screen sharing feature. 
and a new availability for group calls. Also, the Pixel 5 is going to get a new adaptive sound feature. Well, they all will, but Pixel 5 doesn't have this feature yet. We'll use a combination of machine learning and the phone's microphone to detect where you are and what's happening around you, and it will improve the sound of your music. So that's kind of an adaptive audio feature coming to the phone itself, mm. which is kind of cool as well. But as mentioned, this is just one of the benefits of being part of the Pixel ecosystem. You know, Google working on its very own ecosystem. Mm -hmm. There's certain advantages there, especially on the software side. Speaking of, of Google software, you found this story, Google Look to Speak. Cool little app here, accessibility app for individuals who want to interact with their phone using nothing but their eyes. Now, you might be thinking, my hands work perfectly fine here, Lou. Why would I want to do this? This is for uh, for people who may have difficulty communicating in the the way that you communicate. They may have uh, motor or speech impairments, and this this could be this could provide an inc I mean incredible utility for people who have an issue with that. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, I mean a sense of freedom for somebody whose communication is feeling cut off to be able to use their eyes to sort through these menus and look how seamless it all is. You're showing the demo here. You go through these menus and just simply by moving your eye left or right and the, the phone being placed you know, in, in reference to your eyes and the camera seeing what your eyes are doing, you go through this menu set of what you might be wanting to say. Hello, thank you, yes. To even open the app, snooze the app, wake the app and the menus will get smaller and smaller so you can indicate. Now I know you might be thinking, hey, this is frustrating. I got to go through all these menus. But what, you know, you only, you'll take what you can get. If you have no method of interacting with the world, this could be a huge deal, man. And this could be some sort of like a language where you can just get better and faster the more you use it. Right? So you get the algorithms in there and yeah. they start to figure out what you normally say or what you normally say after having said the, the thing previously. And you know how Google gets with this stuff. Mm -hmm. Super smart. And all of a sudden now... It gets more sophisticated and it starts to flow and you start to feel like you have a means here. Mm -hmm. Very exciting stuff. So it's called Google Look to Speak and uh, it's part of a program that Google is working on, uh, which is, uh, what do they call it? Start, start with, with one. And this is the idea that you take one person, one use case, one scenario, one issue, and you build a solution for that person, which could have implications for many more people. But you start with one person and their specific needs. Uh, needs. Yeah. And then it maps out to more people accordingly. So uh, I like this kind of stuff. I mean, Good this is pretty them. cool. And like you said, it's, it's, all, it's an all-around thing because Google gets to learn through projects like this too. Yep. They get to train their software and, and all the rest of it. But uh, nonetheless, look to speak. Another Google software rollout. Stadia is apparently getting direct to YouTube live streaming. Direct to YouTube live streaming. So uh, a, really, a really streamlined integration that will let you actually, just for the time being, the stream directly to YouTube button is only on the web browser version of Stadia. It's not on Android yet. However, it may it will likely roll out to those other services soon. It's a very early right now. 
However, this, this sort of uh, limits or lowers the threshold to entry for a person wanting to stream a game because it's a one-click scenario, instead of setting up some dedicated streaming software or capture devices for their console or something like this. Mm. Instead, you just go straight to the web, lo load up your Stadia, I mean, create a couple of selections for a, a title and a privacy option for the audience. There's a couple of other options as well for what you wanna do with audio. You can select YouTube and game chat game audio voice and anyone in the game voice chat will come through on the stream youtube only will be the game audio and your audio mm. party chat only or no one at all and uh, you can see some of the functionality of the app here listed on the site you can see how it will all appear it looks very similar to like a youtube uploader or youtube gaming uh there's also stream enhancements for crowd choice and i mean it's it's obviously going to at some point become very robust mm -hmm. and uh, I mean it remains to be seen how the adoption of Stadia in general as yeah. a game service but this is one of those areas where this might just be more convenient than loading up a game for streaming on some other platform and dealing with external hardware that yeah. just the convenience factor alone could bring people to the service hmm. of doing it all in one place the gaming the streaming and so forth of course performance I have questions about yeah when but does it come out? It's coming oh, out December, December the 8th, 8th for all users. So some people are seeing it now. That's right now. I think this might be interesting uh, for now because of Cyberpunk, the launch of Cyberpunk in mm. uh, December 10th. So you'll be streaming the game on Stadia then? It might be, yeah. Will I he will do? be. I'll will try. He do? I'll try. Will he do? <laughs> Gangs are heisting uh, vehicles carrying PlayStation 5s apparently. Now, uh, this story was on both of our feeds this morning. It has this great video clip from Romania of uh, a vehicle traveling behind a transport vehicle and uh, like a regular passenger vehicle behind a cargo vehicle. And they're maintaining the exact speed as a, a passenger at highway speed exits the car traveling behind the other vehicle to jump in and try to steal something. Now, the way that this the way that this video has been attached to PlayStation 5 makes you think that they're stealing PlayStation 5s from the mm -hmm. back of this vehicle, but this clip is from 2012. The clip only exists in this article to demonstrate a method that people are currently using. We have new reports that this method is being utilized in order to heist real PlayStation 5s. Mm. So the PlayStation 5 hype doesn't end at the end user, the gamer, but it also has uh, enthralled the heisters, the robbers. They are also interested. We've uh, had so many stories around people trying to make money off PlayStation 5s, whether it's through legal means by just acquiring as many as possible and then hitting the resale market. Yep. Theft we've seen from the couriers, people or uh, receiving packages that are not PlayStation 5s at all. Scams on eBay, misrepresenting PS5s. Now we have just straight up robbery of PS5s. Yeah. And so the reports that have emerged all over the world, by the way, of uh, thefts kind of like this one, and also UPS and FedEx guys just getting heisted straight up. Mm. Just getting approached straight up. Got any play PlayStation 5s in there? Robberies. Yeah.
Now, I'm not trying to give anybody, I don't recommend it. I mean, what are we doing here? Over a PlayStation? Come on. Come on. I mean, this is very dangerous. Over a PlayStation? I mean, come on. Like, I, I mean, even even at $1,000 on eBay, really? We're doing this now? Yeah. There's other ways to, I mean, just pick up some Stadia, start game streaming, earn some ad revenue, call it a day, and people want to watch you play Cyberpunk anyway. You don't need to be exactly. uh, scrambling around the top of a car at highway speeds. Yeah, you don't have to be Vin Diesel. You don't have to do it. title here. Believe it or not. You, or you can be Vin Diesel, just be in a video game. Do it inside of Cyberpunk. Yeah. Future Vin Diesel. Or Keanu Reeves, I guess. <laughs> you get confused. No, no, I didn't. Oh, okay. You were the one that brought up Vin Diesel. I was just saying that video games let you play out. I didn't see the correlation. I'm just saying video games Diesel let you play out. Cyberpunk. I don't know if they ever did a Fast and a Furious video game. Did they? I think they did. Okay, yeah. well, anyway, you know, the Grand Theft Auto concept. You can do do it in the game and, and no one no one gets hurt, right? Yeah, you can live Wow, they did do they did do a Fast and Furious video game. All right, go do it in that game. That's there. Uh, go be Vin Diesel. That's him. Go be Vin Diesel in the actual game, and also be be leery huh? if you're on the secondary market. That you know, there's a potential that the the unit that you're purchasing could have been stolen, and I don't know what the implications are of that are long term mm -hmm. with the serial numbers and all the rest of it. So keep that in mind too. These things are hot ticket all around. Uh, Christopher Nolan is upset about this Warner Brothers news that came up with HBO Max. The the movies hitting the hitting the living room at the same point, or the laptops at the same point that they would in the theater. Now, I I I'm a big Christopher Nolan fan. I love the cinema. All these things. I mean, I don't do the painstaking aspect that he would do of making the films, and so I see where the sensitivity exists when you fine-tune a thing so much you want people to experience all of it you want them to see it that big you want them to see the detail the way you intended it the decisions the way you intended it so i have the sympathy on that front but i also recognize what's happening in the world man convenience and i just i mean it's so hard to fight against progress or just what people are doing it's so hard to fight that fight yeah now it's, there's more detail, detail to it than that. He's, he's also going out and saying, speaking on behalf of other filmmakers, saying, hey, Warner Brothers, the people who made these films didn't necessarily sign up for this either. You just made this switch now. And so potentially there's lawsuits incoming. I see it from either side. It's a very, 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 very messy. That's what, uh, <laughs> that's what he says as his quote. It's very, 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 very messy. It's not how you treat filmmakers and stars and people who have given a lot for these projects. So maybe his thing is more around just the way that it happened and not that it was inevitable. But I know there was a fight put up when it came to Tenet, the recent release, that that's going to have to be in theaters. That he wanted to maintain the theater release. However, the film only goes to make $57.6 after that release because people can't get to the movie theater. Not because people didn't. I, mean, I don't know what people felt about the movie. I haven't seen the movie. I presume it costs more than $57.6 million to make. Yeah, it was a big budget. I presume it costs a few yeah. dollars to make. And so, can they? what can you expect Warner Brothers to do? All this money invested costs $205 million to make. Now, I guess there's other ways to make money. They're going to sell the film. 
on the you know the usual places and stream the film and they can cut more deals and try to get that 205 million back but it's a rough time it's not a rough time just for it's a rough time for everybody will not just movie makers it's a rough time for restaurants i just told you 110,000 restaurants shut down mm. so it's going to be messy but i don't know you're you're between a rock and a hard place you also don't want nobody to see your movie at all mm-hmm. you don't want to be too strict about it cuz then nobody gets to it but I guess the point to make here, many people were happy about that news, that same-day release schedule for upcoming movies like Dune, uh, but there are some people who are uh, less satisfied. Mm. Howard Stern just cut a new deal with Sirius XM Radio five more years. I remember the original deal making, making news when you were talking about hundreds of millions of dollars for Howard Stern and uh, to go from terrestrial radio to... to uh, Sirius before it was even Sirius XM and how big of a deal that was bringing subscriptions bringing revenue mm-hmm. I didn't know this Sirius is still raking in a few bucks Will in fact uh, they their revenue two billion dollars third oh. quarter earnings late October two billion dollars they're making money still yeah that's not nothing no it's not nothing so they want to keep him around stirring around he's the big uh, he's well, the main guy right? he's the main is guy anyone else I think he's the main guy it comes to satellite radio. Yeah. And so if that has anything to do with your $2 billion you just billed, you probably should give him $100 million, at least. So anyway, the rumor is that this five-year deal is $100 million a year. It's been 15 years now that, now, that uh, Stern joined Sirius. You mentioned, I don't know why he doesn't just go to podcast route like everyone else, but I was saying to you, I guess if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Obviously, there are some people paying for these subscriptions. I'm not personally a customer, mm. but obviously there's enough people that are uh, enjoying that service. And why would you want to revamp the whole thing if everybody's happy? Just, I guess, re-up, do the deal again. Mm-hmm. Keep making the $100 million. <laughs> keep Keep the fans happy that are uh, currently listening. But it does feel increasingly to me like Sirius is not the future it feels increasingly like podcasting is at least amongst the social graph that I interact with it's it's a lot less frequent that you would hear people having talked about listening to Sirius than you you hear about some hot new podcast or uh, something like that so but I guess Howard Stern is so deep into this thing right now who cares who cares, Will? Yeah. Who really does care? Like, just keep going with it if it's working. You don't have to necessarily be concerned with the next 100 million listeners if you're him. You have your audience. You've been doing this thing for so long now. Take care of them in such a fashion that they're comfortable with and count your 100 million per year on the mm-hmm. way. Uh, emotional, an emotional story here, Will. All right, it's probably not emotional to you, but it's emotional to Ikea. They're getting rid of... The Ikea catalog, the icon, the paper catalog that would come to your house. And at one point, you would shop right from it. I guess you would make a phone call, something like this. But you would also just plan your shopping trip. You would, you could actually uh, get the code numbers for the item that you would want and then go to the store and go to the warehouse and just be more efficient, I suppose, mm-hmm. at planning out your space using the catalog. They've been doing it for a really long time. It's a 70-year run Many people remember this thing arriving at their house, a 70-year legacy. 
the thing peaked actually in 2016, biggest year. They sent out 200 million copies, 32 different languages, 200-page catalog. That is a lot of copies, but you know what it pales, pales in comparison to what they're doing on the web. Last year, IKEA's online sales rose 45% worldwide. Shoppers made more than 4 billion visits to its website. So they're sitting there saying, "What? yeah, it's a lot of catalogs, but that's a lot of visits on a website. Should we really be shipping this paper all over the world? Maybe not. Mm -hmm. And it was a tough decision to make, apparently. Uh, they said it was emotional, but rational. That's coming from a guy named Gruss or Gruss. What is his title? He's uh, the director of Inter-IKEA Systems BV, the worldwide IKEA franchiser. All right, he's got a big title. BV. So it's a tough decision. Anytime you've been doing something for 70 years, you might not want to shut it down. Uh, however, it makes sense in 2020, Will. Uh, the catalog is dead. Rest in peace.